There are plenty of questions as we head towards the 2022 college football season, but what are the big three for Oklahoma State, especially when it comes to player personnel? Then offensive line coach Charlie Dickey made out like a bandit this weekend after recruiting and which players improved their NFL draft stock most with Oklahoma State's Pro Day, all on today's episode of Locked on Pokes. Thanks for making Locked on Pokes your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. You are Locked on Pokes, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode of Locked On Pokes is brought to you by Stat Hero. Stat Hero is reshaping the way you play fantasy sports. Dozens of house-based games to play daily. No sharks, no funky props, just your skill versus the lineups you choose. Sign up today at stathero.com slash locked on. What is up, Cowboy fans? Welcome to the Locked On Pokes podcast, your daily Oklahoma State podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I am your host, Linda Godfrey. Welcome back if you've been here before. If you have not and you're looking to find any of my work, you can find all of it on Matthew Berry's Fantasy Life newsletter. I am an avid Oklahoma State fan, mostly just ranting to Twitter. You can find all of that on Twitter at Lindellians. You can follow the show at Locked underscore on underscore Pokes on Twitter or find the show on the Locked on Pokes Facebook page. Make sure you follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast app to get the latest shows every weekday here with Locked on Pokes. So we've talked a lot about some of the holes that Oklahoma State has had to fill. Of course, the biggest of which being, of course, Jim Knowles leaving and having to replace that defensive coordinator position. But we've talked about that replacement, so I'm going to focus on the player questions that we have and not so much the staff and uh, any questions pertaining to like scholarships or anything like that. So just looking at some of the big player question marks, without a doubt for me, it is uh, who is going to be the backup quarterback. It's no secret that I was a big Shane Illingworth fan. I love Spencer Sanders. I like what he brings to the field, but I am a pocket passing quarterback, uh, you know, like a basic, that's that's what I enjoy in a quarterback. So I, I have to get a little bit used to the dual threat QBing that's kind of taking over uh, the the quarterback landscape as a whole. So I've gotten used to that. I put all that behind me, but Shane Illingworth for, the last several years has been the backup quarterback. He's done a good job of it when we've needed him and we have needed him for the past two years. There have been games where Spencer Sanders wasn't able to suit up and we had to rely on that backup position. So it's certainly a concern for me. Now the three guys behind Spencer Sanders are Garrett Rangel, the new freshman that just came in. Peyton Thompson is a red shirt junior. And then of course, Mike Gundy's son, Gunnar Gundy, who's a red shirt freshman. Now, between these three quarterbacks, they share exactly one snap of collegiate play. No passing attempts. Gunnar Gundy got one snap. I believe it was one, may have been two. Regardless, no passing attempts in the game against TCU last year. Now, there has been no indication of an answer. Like, there's there's no, like, hinting at who it's going to be yet. It's not, at least not coming straight from 
the mouth of the dragon or whatever that saying is. We probably won't hear it until the end of April when we have the spring game, but the word on the street seems to be that Gunnar Gundy and Garrett Wrangle are kind of taking that uh, quarterback battle, backup quarterback battle to uh, to the mat. So I think the spring game is going to be a huge indication of that. I'm very, I'm very ready to sit down and kind of see what they offer. I don't think Spencer Sanders will play very much if at all during that spring game I think we'll see a lot of these three quarterbacks so I'm very ready to see that I'm ready to see if we're going to be able to have a backup that we can trust and there's not this huge concern when they if they have to play a game I'm not of course assuming anything about Spencer Sanders but I've talked about it before you want to have that backup player that you are not worried about having to put the game in their hands Mike Gundy has said he's trying to get them all Plenty of opportunity, especially since Spencer Sanders knows this system so well. He is a veteran veteran in that locker room. This will be his fourth season as the starting quarterback for Oklahoma State, so he doesn't need as much time learning the playbook and and showing off, you know, at, at spring practice. So, of course, he doesn't like that, but it's part of the gig, and especially right now when you're looking for that bona fide backup QB he's going to have to miss some reps in spring practice in order for the coaches to figure out who that's going to be so that's that's my biggest question I think at number two I've got who's going to be the number one running back so we're going back to the offense of course there are questions on defense we're going to get to that but back on the offensive side of the ball who is going to be the number one running back almost 80 percent of the total running back touches exited the building in the offseason between the NFL draft and the transfer portal. So there is a lot of making up to do in the running back room. Robert Allen from Pokes Report said that Ollie Gordon has stuck out so far in spring practices. The 6'1", four-star prospect, there was always going to be a little bit of hype surrounding him. So it's nice to see that he's already starting to deliver on that. Of course, in spring practice right now, they're not in pads or anything. So it's all... It's all very raw talent, but so far, Ollie Gordon seems to be kind of sticking out a little bit, making a, a name for himself already. The offensive line was going to be very, very important to this running back room, and we are going to get to it, but wowza did we improve that room over the last weekend. Coach Wozniak, the running back coach, posted a video of the running backs doing some insane quick footwork drill. I had to watch it at least 14 times. It's like a half circle and high knees and you're just, it's always mind boggling to me to see them do this drill that, you know, they do several times a day. And I'm like, I don't think I could do it once without definitely hurting myself. So I watched that a couple of times. Seems like the running back room is very hype. There is a ton of skill in that running back room. There is a ton of potential. It's just going to, see if we can uncork that potential. That's that's what it's going to come down to. But I do think beefing up the offensive line like they went out and did last weekend is going to play a major part in that. And like I said, there's just a ton of potential skill there. So if we can get that all working, I'm very excited about what the running back room is going to look like in 2022, but also going forward. The third question goes to the defense, and it's going to be who will replace the linebackers from last year. Oklahoma State's two lead tacklers, Malcolm Rodriguez and Devin Harper, who both, by the way, thrived at Oklahoma State's Pro Day, and we're going to get to that as well. But they're both headed to the NFL. It sucks 
to lose starters. It's it's never fun, but it's hard not to be excited about their futures and the future of the linebacker room, starting first with Joe Bob Clements taking over as the linebacker coach. I really like JBC. I talked about him when we were looking for our new defensive coordinator. I like his energy. I like how he, inter- I, you know, or not interviews, but his press conferences. I just like the energy that he brings a lot. So I'm excited to see what he does with the linebacker room. There's experience in that room. It's just, it's it's not as raw as the running back room. I would probably liken it to like the wide receiver room where there are guys that have had some playing time, but maybe not consistent starting time or or any starting time and just kind of some depth pieces. So there's experience. It's just not full-time experience. The three linebackers that are already a part of Oklahoma State's uh, defense, they were last season, Mason Cobb, Lamont Bishop, and Cameron Ferrer. All saw playing time last season. The, the three of them totaled 27 tackles, four and a half sacks. They also brought in transfer Xavier Benson. He played for several years at Texas Tech and then played one year last year at Tyler Junior College before transferring to Oklahoma State. So those guys all have experience. And that's what I mean when I say like they ha- they've played a little. It's just not been the full-time starter for that position. I think all four of these guys are trying to show enough to tack their names to that starting role. It'll be interesting to see. I think probably Mason Cobb and Xavier Benson come out as the two starters for the linebacker room, but Lamont Bishop and Fair can certainly make some noise in in spring training and and in preseason and see, you know, what happens. But but that's that's what I'm calling right now. I'll go Cobb and Benson for the starting linebackers. Regardless, very excited to see what Joe Bob Clements does with that linebacker room, with the duties of head coaching that I think he's going to give them. I, I think he's going to bring toughness and and that like dog mentality of you got to win this. I'm very excited to see what the defense looks like, what the linebacker room looks like. Next up, the offensive line added almost a thousand pounds over the last weekend, and we have got to talk about it. But first, we have a loved March Madness. We all know the brackets are so much fun keeping track of all of it. I mean, it's fun when you're doing well, I guess. When you're not doing well, it's not as great. And I can't remember the last time that I truly made it deep into a bracket tournament. So I hedge my bets, and I'm hedging them this year with Stat Heroes NCAA Pick'em Contest. Stat Heroes NCAA Single Game Pick'ems pits the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Start focusing on the players you know best with a gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props. In addition to their pick'em games, they also have dozens of lineups that you can comb through to take on head-to-head. They simply post sets of players for you to take on with a set of players that you choose Stat Hero is the easiest and fastest way to get your sports action fix. This is what daily fantasy was meant to be. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on to receive a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on to receive a 100% deposit match. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks for making Locked on Pokes your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. You guys know I am an offensive line 
uh, dork. If you don't know that, welcome to the show. I think offensive lines are incredibly underrated. I think they are possibly the most important part of your football team outside of maybe the quarterback. They do not get the love that they deserve. And so we talk about them on this show and we talk about them a lot. The Cowboys had a huge weekend hosting portal offensive linemen and it paid off in big, big ways. The Cowboys went three for three on a weekend visit with transfers. That's bonkers. You know, I was hyped when two of them uh, committed to Oklahoma State, but when the third one announced that he was also headed to Stillwater, it just, first of all, I we've all been to, there's a very good chance that if you're listening to this, you have been to Stillwater on game day, you've been in that environment, you know what Stillwater has to offer. Every time I drive into that city, my you just get happy. I get happy as soon as I get into Stillwater. So it's nice to know that other people feel that kind of family and you know, especially on a deeper level when you're playing sports with these guys. But it's always nice to be, uh, you know, you get confirmation bias when other people are experiencing the feelings that you feel at Oklahoma State in Stillwater. The offensive line has been and will continue to be an area that I'm worried about until we see it in action in the preseason or even first couple games of the regular season. But Jinkies. It is hard not to get excited about what the Cowboys were able to do over the weekend and and started and the start of this week. We're just going to go through them real quick. The three transfers that have signed or committed with Oklahoma State, starting first with USC transfer Casey Collier. This is like extra funny and there's layers to it. You know, I it's a little convoluted. I'm stretching a bit, but Lincoln Riley leaves OU burning OU. And then Casey Collier leaves Lincoln Riley to come to Oklahoma State. That's fun for me. I'm sorry that this is the way that I am. I Again, I know I'm stretching a little bit on that, but let me have this. Let me have this one thing. He is a 6'7", 300-pound red shirt sophomore. He has got long arms, a strong torso. He has a strong base, but his feet move. He's not a statue on the line. I'm very excited to see call your play for the Cowboys like this this was probably the most exciting one for me next up Vanderbilt transfer Jason Brooks Jr. a 6'4 295 pound sophomore he played in five games for Vandy last season he started in two of them Brooks was in the last freshman class of coach uh, Derek Mason's Vanderbilt head coaching tenure So you could kind of see that connection coming when he visited Oklahoma State. I'm glad that Coach Mason gave him the same vibes that he gave him when he signed with Vanderbilt in the first place. So that that that's another great get. And then finally, Sam Houston transfer Prince Pines, the 6'5, 340 pound player, was an FCS All-American and started all 10 games for Sam Houston last year. Like I said, that's almost a thousand pounds of sheer mass that has been added to an offensive line. Now they may not all be starters. I wouldn't be surprised if two of the three of them are starters. Wouldn't be surprised if all three of them are. But you're talking about an offensive line that first of all lost two starters in Danny Godleski and Josh Sills, but also struggled last year. The depth was not great. I mean, as a whole, there were in the middle of the season when everybody was healthy, there was a Five, four to five game stretch where it looked pretty good. 
I'm not even going to say like great, but pretty good. Outside of that, there were definitely concerns riddling that offensive line all season. And like I said, I'm an offensive line kind of gal. We're going to talk about it and it bears repeating, but the youth in that running back room, the offensive line is going to be so important. It is absolutely key that we nail that part of the game or the running backs are all going to struggle because it's mostly young guys that haven't had, you know, several years to put on the weight that some of the other running backs have. So that offensive line is going to have to play well. It is so, so important to the offensive gameplay this season. Like I said, just a major weekend for uh, offensive line coach Charlie Dickey, who has now added size, he's added ability, and he's added some experience to that offensive line. He was posting on Twitter about it, and if you follow Charlie Dickey on Twitter, you know this, but he'll post a GIF when like things kind of start falling his way, when the dominoes start to fall. And then everybody's, you know, sideways eye emoji waiting for something to happen. And my bosses at my day job are very big Oklahoma State fans. So anytime I see anything on Twitter, I go ahead and let them know what I found out. And I was telling them about Charlie Dickey being on uh, Twitter. They did not believe it. So that's my guy. I love when the coaches do that. I think taking advantage of social media as coaches and and recruiters. And that's that's just the way things are going now. So I love to see them play into that and interact with fans that way. Coming up, the Cowboy Pro Day winners, two of them in particular that absolutely played, uh, played, well, I don't tested lights out, just really raised their draft stock. We're going to talk about Malcolm Rodriguez and Devin Harper. But first, I think we've all pretty much given up on New Year's resolutions, which is fine. But now that summer is staring us down, maybe... Just personally, I should get back on the loose and weight wagon. And that wagon starts with Built Bar. Have you tried the Puffs yet? If you haven't, you are missing out on one of the Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They are marshmallow-y. And they're not just a protein bar. They're a treat. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors, including a cinnamony churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. They're all so good. These are going to be your new favorite. All built bars are covered in 100% chocolate. Yes, again, that's puffs included. At Built Bar, they are all about taste. They can make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every single time. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order at built.com. So I hinted at it at the beginning. I just completely spoiled it before that ad, but we're talking about... Malcolm Rodriguez, and we're talking about Devin Harper. And if you listened to yesterday's show, you heard the Big 12 guys giving me a hard time for talking about the NFL in the midst of the NCAA tournament, but I can't help it. I'm obsessed. There is always something happening in the NFL. Right before I logged on, Bruce Arians retired. What? What? Like, how am I supposed to cope? Anyway, NFL is always moving. And because of that, the draft coming up, There is a ton of college prospect talk. It is everywhere. And the linebackers were the absolute highlight of Oklahoma State's Pro Day. 
And I don't think it was particularly close. I hate that saying. I try to avoid it, but I really don't. Devin Harper and Malcolm Rodriguez. Now, Malcolm had already had the chance to kind of show off at the Combine, but both of them really got the chance to show out at Oklahoma State's Pro Day. Malcolm got the chance to show out at the Combine. It is reassuring to see because we know what they bring to the table. It's also a little terrifying because we are seeing the level of productivity that we have to replace on the defense but I'll just give two fun facts about both of them and kind of uh, talk about what I've heard during his first vertical jump Devin Harper literally outkicked the coverage and over jumped the entire measuring tree I, I don't know what the word for that mechanism is but you know what I'm talking about that thing that like stands up and it has the bangs and you jump up and hit them anyway I know you know what I'm talking about if you don't Google vertical jumps. After the coaches hired the the measuring tree, Harper turned in a 40 and a half inch vertical. That would have been good for second best of linebackers that were invited to the NFL combine. That's a great jump. Uh, at, you, that's exactly what you want to see. And for it to be confirmed that like the first one wasn't some fluky thing where it was like the best jump of his life, but he actually just has a great vertical. I guarantee you the scouts that were there made note of it. Malcolm Rodriguez put on a show of his own when he benched 225 pounds, 36 times. It's four more than any position put up at the NFL combine. And the most a linebacker was able to put up, the second best to Malcolm Rodriguez is 27. Now, I am bad at math, and admittedly, I do not work out. But in terms of physical strength, nine more reps is so much more. And Malcolm was saying in an interview, I, I think it was with Robert Allen, that um, his his best before that, his PR before that, he was hitting like 33, 34 pretty regularly. But being around his teammates again and having them hype him up and and crediting body by glass was able to kind of put him over that hump. So 36 reps, that's bananas. Great job for him. I do want to say, just because I spend too much time on the internet, in the video, and there were several videos of him posted, some that started clearly at the beginning of the video when he unracks the weights and starts doing, and they start counting, right? And then clearly some that have started like in the middle of a rep, well, one of the videos that was posted, and I would say probably the one that got the most attention, had the most you know, widespread uh, on Twitter, only 26 reps were in the video. Again, from the beginning, you can clearly tell that he is already in the middle of at least one rep. And there are reports coming out from everybody that he's put up 36. And in the replies of that video are OU fans, I know you guys are surprised, talking about how come it's only 26 well i only counted 24 well bah, 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 bah. and you're like oh, first of all you're not just gonna take somebody's word for it you, you like you were that worried somebody multiple sources were lying that you stopped and took a, a minute and 20 seconds out of your day to count some kids bench press reps find something else to do touch some grass but also, and in particular, my favorite one was the one that said, oh, that must be that Oklahoma State education. Sir, read the room. Sit down and think before you start replying to people on Twitter because the absolute irony, I laughed for, it's been like what several days and it's still funny to me. So just, I just wanted you guys to know 
that we see you and you're insane. Both linebackers thrived in every drill that they were put through, either at the pro day or at the combine. Malcolm Rodriguez's name in particular continues to get more attention on draft sites and in mock draft circles. You just kind of see him work his way up the board. People are starting to kind of shy away from the fact that he's not the typical size. I think he's got a really good future ahead for him. And I, I do believe Devin Harper helped his case a lot at the pro day. I think he definitely bolstered his his NFL draft stock. So we'll see how much further he rises. There'll be meetings and, and team stuff, and their names will be connected to every all 32 NFL teams by the end of or by the time the NFL draft gets here at the end of April. I did see, and because I'm a creep, I, I stalked through any of the pictures I could find from Pro Day. I do know that the Green Bay Packers were there, the Chicago Bears sent people, and the Indianapolis Colts. Those were the only three that I saw for sure. Now, I think I saw a Browns jersey or a, a Browns emblem, but I, I wasn't as sure about the makeup of that one. So I don't want to spread any rumors. You know, that's a lie. I talk all the time about how I like to spread rumors. But for sure, I saw the Packers, the Bears, and the Colts had sent somebody to Oklahoma State's Pro Day. And I just want to reiterate, I think watching the linebackers have the Pro Day that they did, have the combine that they did, have the conversations that we're having about them really hammers home what they did for Oklahoma State, especially on a production level last season. And having to replace those two people, that's why who is going to play linebacker this year is such a big question because we're losing both of them. Very much good luck to them. We'll talk about you know, I'm going to keep an eye on this because of how closely I watch the NFL, all of the Oklahoma State players, where they sign, if they're drafted, if they're undrafted free agents. So I will update y'all as as that draft season really starts to kick off in April and it's about to. The rest of the week, we're talking Bedlam baseball. We got softball. We've got all kinds of fun. Thanks for making Locked On Pokes your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On the NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. Remember, you can find me on Twitter at Lindellians or follow the show page at Locked underscore on underscore Pokes. Or the Locked On Pokes Facebook page. I will talk to you all tomorrow. Go Pokes!